section seventy six of mysteries of london volume four this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mysteries of london volume four by george w m reynolds explanations the reader need scarcely be informed that if lord william were amazed at the discovery of the relationship subsisting between two ladies whom he had hitherto deemed to be perfect strangers to each other mrs sefton was not less astonished at having her daughter thus unexpectedly introduced into her presence and at such an unseasonable hour for a few minutes however she had no leisure for reflection joy at once more being enabled to strain that beloved child to her bosom triumphing over all other considerations but when the first gush of feeling had somewhat subsided a horrible suspicion entered her mind could lord william have seduced agnes away from the care of those friends to whom she was consigned could he have entertained the vile and derogatory idea of using the villa as the receptacle for a young creature whom he intended to make his mistress did he suppose that mrs sefton would lend herself to such an atrocious proceeding and had he unconsciously brought the child to the house of the mother thinking to make a pander of the latter to the dishonour of the former all these thoughts flashed with lightning rapidity to mrs sefton's mind as disengaging herself from the embraces of agnes she turned towards lord william and with flashing eyes and quivering lips peremptorily demanded an explanation of the circumstances which had rendered him the companion of her daughter at such an hour trevelyan instantly divined what was passing in the lady's bosom and perceiving at once the awkwardness of his position and the grounds of her suspicions he hastily gave such explanations as were satisfactory to mrs sefton agnes herself corroborating the main facts pardon me my dear friend said the now happy mother taking trevelyan's hand and pressing it fervently in token of gratitude pardon me if for a moment i entertained the most unjust and derogatory suspicions mention them not madam exclaimed trevelyan warmly but let your daughter seek that repose which she must so deeply need and i will then as a man of honour explain to you how i became interested in her and how it was that the mrs mortimer whose name has already been mentioned happened to bring her to my house a slight smile almost of archness played upon the lips of mrs sefton as she turned towards agnes a smile which seemed to intimate that she already knew more than the young nobleman fancied but was not vexed with him in consequence of the facts thus known to her come with me dearest girl she said addressing her daughter and i will conduct you to a chamber where you may obtain a few hours repose you need not bid farewell to his lordship for i have no doubt he will honour us with his presence at breakfast when you will see him again agnes blushed and cast down her eyes she scarcely knew why as these words met her ears and again the arch smile played upon her mother's lips trevelyan observed that there was some mystery though not of a disagreeable nature in mrs sefton's manner and in a moment with galvanic swiftness the reminiscence of the tears upon the portrait 
and the lost letter flashed to his mind the ladies disappeared and trevelyan threw himself in a chair to muse upon the discovery which he had thus made and which was well calculated to afford him pleasure inasmuch as it was evident from mrs sefton's manner and the significant words she had uttered relative to the meeting at the breakfast-table that she was not inimical to his suit in a few minutes she returned to the room my dear madam said trevelyan rising and advancing to meet her you already know that i love your daughter agnes that i adore her and you have already divined how the letter which you must have missed came to be lost returned mrs sefton with a smile yes madam and i likewise observed the trace of a tear upon the portrait which i painted from memory continued the young nobleman oh then you can make allowance for the feelings of a mother exclaimed mrs sefton with enthusiasm and you will forgive me that act of apparent ingratitude nay of treachery i mean the purloining of a document so sacred as a sealed letter and at a moment too when i sought your aid and you so generously afforded it it is for me to implore your pardon as a mother for having dared to address such a letter to your daughter said trevelyan with some degree of embarrassment then let us accord mutual forgiveness exclaimed the lady extending her hand which was immediately pressed with the fervour of gratitude i am well aware that my conduct in taking that letter was improper to a degree she continued after a short pause but pray consider all the circumstances i do i do interrupted trevelyan and you have nothing to explain oh, i am delighted at the discovery that the beautiful and much-loved agnes is your daughter delighted also to think that by the perusal of that letter you have acquired the certainty of the ardent and honourable feelings which animate me with regard to her and agnes is deserving of your affection my lord said mrs sefton i am convinced that she is in heart and soul all she appears to be ingenuousness amiability candour and virtue oh i am well assured of the value of that jewel which in due time i shall implore you to bestow upon me exclaimed the generous and impassioned young nobleman and i rejoice that you not only observed the letter in my apartment but that you also took it for it has it has enabled me to discover my child whom i had fruitlessly sought for years and whom i longed to embrace added mrs sefton wiping away the tears of joy that started to her eyelashes oh my lord you may conceive my surprise my joy when i beheld that portrait in your portfolio although i had never seen my child since her infancy yet it seemed as if a heavenly inspiration imparted to me the conviction that i was then gazing on her likeness at all events i murmured to myself while contemplating it such must agnes now be tall beautiful and with innocence depicted in her countenance even as this portrait and then i wept as i thought that the dear girl was lost to me for ever buried in some seclusion by one who cruelly kept us separated i closed the portfolio rose and mechanically approached the mantel there i beheld the letter and the address immediately riveted my attention miss agnes vernon oh yes it was my own dear daughter whose portrait i had been contemplating and i was not mistaken for i may be allowed to say without incurring the imputation of vanity then in the countenance of the portrait i traced my own lineaments and then on discovering the letter i felt assured that nature's promptings had not been misinterpreted by me because i knew that agnes passed under the name of vernon that fact i accidentally learnt years ago through my husband's solicitor who was permitted from time to time to give me the assurance that my daughter was alive and in health 
you can now conceive my dear friend how strong were the emotions which agitated within me and which influenced me in seizing upon the letter tearing it open and devouring its contents and your first impression was doubtless one of indignation against me for having dared thus to address your daughter said lord william trevelyan far from it i can assure you returned mrs sefton in a tone of the deepest sincerity i already knew enough of your character to be well aware that you were honourable in principle and generous in heart and the whole tenor of the letter was respectful and delicate though earnest and decided added the lady with a smile as trevelyan's cheeks were suffused with a deep blush besides my dear friend she continued in a serious tone i have acquainted you with the history of the crushed hopes and the blighted affections of my own early years and i should be the last person in the world to raise an obstacle in the way of a pure and honourable attachment on the part of those in whom i felt interested then you approve of my suit in respect to your daughter exclaimed trevelyan his handsome countenance becoming animated with joy and you will not refuse me her hand when she attains her twenty-first year my lord replied mrs sefton in a solemn tone until then i dare not dispose of her hand in marriage she is now nineteen two years to wait exclaimed trevelyan mournfully and in the meantime how many adverse circumstances may occur to separate us yours is the age when hope smiles most brightly said mrs sefton and if your affection for my daughter be as strong as you represent it believe me my dear friend that time will not impair but rather strengthen and confirm it were years and years to elapse ere agnes could become mine i should not love her the less exclaimed lord william but this may not be so with her indeed i have no reason to hope much less any assurance that she in any degree reciprocates my passion agnes will not prove indifferent to your lordship's merits said mrs sefton encouragingly but we must postpone any farther conversation on this subject until another occasion behold the confusion that prevails in the house she continued in a more cheerful tone as she glanced round the room at the various boxes and packages on which she had been busied when the arrival of trevelyan and her daughter had compelled her to desist from her occupation i am about to remove this morning to a beautiful little villa which i have taken at bayswater by those means i hope to destroy all trace of my new abode in respect to those who might seek to tear agnes from my arms but i have the law with me yes the law is in my favour she added in an emphatic tone and i will not surrender up my daughter to him she checked herself and hastily advancing to the window opened the shutters it was now quite light and having extinguished the candles mrs sefton returned to her task of placing various valuable effects in a box trevelyan volunteered his assistance which was accepted for circumstances had placed him and the lady on a footing of the most friendly intimacy together i received your note on my return last evening said mrs sefton after a pause and i regretted much to find that you had obtained no clue to the place where sir gilbert heathcote is confined but you must remember my dear madam that no time has been lost observed trevelyan it was only yesterday morning that we acquired the knowledge of sir gilbert's real position and i have employed my valet fitzgeorge who is an intelligent and faithful man to obtain an interview with green heathcote's clerk and bribe him to serve us from the specimen of the fellow's character which we had yesterday morning in this very room i entertained but little doubt of fitzgeorge's success 
god grant that it may be so exclaimed mrs sefton fervently and if you succeed in discovering the den where sir gilbert is confined how do you intend to proceed still by artifice my dear madam we must fight that bad man james heathcote with his own weapons oh think you not my lord that our unfortunate friend is hemmed round with all imaginable precautions to prevent his flight demanded mrs sefton doubtless answered trevelyan but the janitors and dependents of a lunatic asylum are as accessible as other people to the influence of gold i now more than ever if possible desire the restoration of sir gilbert said mrs sefton then after a pause she added in a low and peculiar tone i have many many strange things yet to tell you lord william but the present is not the most fitting occasion in a few days i will explain everything yes everything she said emphatically and thenceforth there will be no secrets between you and me the lady again applied herself to the task of preparing for her removal and the young nobleman assisted her with as much kindliness of manner and good-tempered alacrity as if he were her brother or already her son-in-law in this manner the hours passed away until the timepiece struck nine when agnes descended to the breakfast which was now served up a messenger was dispatched to the mrs theobald to give them an assurance of the young maiden's safety and in the course of the day the mother and daughter accompanied by lord william removed to the beautiful villa prepared for the lady's reception at bayswater lord william remained with them until the evening when he took his leave but not without observing that pleasure beamed in the eyes of agnes as he intimated his intention of becoming a frequent visitor at the villa End of section seventy six